Hello, superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobervolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is serious rocket fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody, it's Patty Dobervolsky with Up Your Creative Genius. I have the most amazing pivoter on the show today. This is going to be a podcast you're going to want to play over and over again, because especially if you're one of those people who wondered, like, how do people survive after COVID if you get rift during that or you lose your job or they furlough you or whatever the term is that they're using now? I have Michelle Delgado, who has her own business now. She pivoted into her own business, Heart Metrics Consulting. It's so awesome to have you on the show, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you right. so much for inviting me. Yay, yay. All right. So first off, you were in a job. You yes. had that job for a long time. You were at the C-level. You were really up there, a senior leader. So tell us what happened to you. Uh, sure. So, you know, January of 2020, we started to hear the rumblings of what was happening with COVID, kind of sat over there in the other part of the world, but we were definitely concerned. February, March, we had some events planned. It was time to start canceling things. March, April came and it got serious. And then we were asked as leaders to start, you know, selecting people that we have to furlough, lay off, et cetera. Right. So you worked in the travel industry. Like yeah. this is, you're the first person that I've talked to who worked in the travel industry yeah. during COVID because everything probably just shut down for you, did it? The world shut down. Every yeah. cancellation People were just, you know, beside themselves. Nobody was traveling anywhere, not even to their office, obviously. But yeah, so we all thought, oh, this is just two weeks. You know, we've been through other, you know, situations, world crisis, not the case. So when it started to get serious, we first took pay cuts. We then had to furlough. And then I was on the receiving end of being furloughed. Wow. Wow. So you had to lay off 50 people of your staff. At least 50 people of my own staff, and then further reductions were happening. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. So when you started to lay other people off, were you worried about yourself that it was going to happen to you? Yes, absolutely. I had direct reports that were very concerned. We were doing wellness checks with them every week to just kind of be there Mm -hmm. for each other because we just didn't know what was going to happen. And as they were all reaching out to me for guidance, I said, look, I'm right there with you. I just don't know, you know? And so that April 22nd, 23rd came around and it was, you know, a one-two punch to the gut. But again, still thinking that, you know what, maybe a couple of months, maybe this is okay. The summer off, reflect, spend time with family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a vacation. Take a vacation. Go to the beach. Right. Whatever. Jersey shores for you. You know, here you come. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Cocktails at four instead of five. That's right. Bring Lake. Here I am. You know, just laying out. Right. Exactly. Well, okay. But then no, you were, that was it. You were done. So when did you realize that that was the end of that career as you knew it? 
August of 2020. I thought my career ended definitely with this company. I was with them for several years, but I spent 25 plus years in the whole travel industry. So it wasn't like, okay, it was just this company. I couldn't even look to go to another because they were all in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Did you try at all to go to another travel company? Did you try? All right. So you just decided, all right, that's it. Yeah. I'm done with that. And so what did you do then? Because you're the queen of pivot. I mean, how did you become that? I mean, were you scared? How did you self-soothe through that? You know, I had a lot of time with family, so they were very supportive. I had lots of friends who were in the same boat as me, so we consoled one another. We tried to help lift each other's spirits. But I have to tell you, there were days that it felt, I remember that postpartum feeling like somebody died. That was the feeling I had on certain days. And you just get this overwhelming feeling in your body that, okay, life, as you know, it is never going to be the same. But then there were other days that I got up and I was very focused and I had my spreadsheets and targets and networking and doing my resume and hearing nothing, absolutely nothing. I eventually thought, well, I'm going to need some help to do this. I can't do this alone to yeah. find another career. I knew I yeah. had transferable skills, but to find another career. Yeah. And I had a wonderful coach who helped me with my resume and, you know, just coaching me through what I needed to do in my resume. And the first thing was, okay, you have to take off graduation years. You have to take off how many years you have to redo. Yeah. Because I was facing the ageism for sure. Even though they all say, well, we had others who were in the company who were older or the same age. Yeah. I call BS to that. Yeah. You know, it was also the feeling of, you know, the biases that I felt. All those emotions came into play. Once I got focused a little bit more and working with him, I started to feel a little bit more optimistic. I did get an idea from him about, you know, why don't you just become a consultant? Why don't you look into that? So I did. And by November, I sought out and I went and got three certifications in business. Uh, oh, wow. So you, you, you decided you need some validation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In order so, to go out there and do it oh, like absolutely. your career wasn't enough validation That's to begin right. with. That's right. right. This is what we do. Right. We think yeah. we need that certificate, whatever exactly. but it gave you. I think the certificate, did it give you confidence that you could do it, that you knew what you were going to do? It did. It absolutely yeah. did. It gave me that lift that I needed, the determination to move forward. And this was what I was going to do. I mean, in my whole job, that I had working for somebody else, I was always consulting somebody. I was always giving them guidance. I was always doing what I needed to do. And now I get to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. I love that. I love January came and I was still like (laughs) networking. Who can I speak to, you know, looking for a job. I did have one interview that came like month or two after I sent in my resume. And when we were talking and I told him my salary requirement, (laughs) And my years of experience, he's like, I think I shocked him. I probably made, you know, a lot more than he did. But um, (laughs) he said, you're definitely out of our budget. And the budget that I gave him was significantly less than what I was making before. So I knew, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. On top of that, he was like, I think you're overqualified. And I felt like saying, well, I probably am, yep. but you're probably going to get a lot of value out of how I am, but that <laughs> yeah. did not work. Yeah. And so yeah, that uh, was the universe's way saying, no, no, this door is shut, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, you know, I just kept plugging along and working with a dear friend of mine. She says, why don't you just do it yourself? Just rip the Band-Aid off. And yeah. so January- start your own business. Yeah, put up your own shingle and exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly. when you started Heart Metrics. Yeah. Um, so January tell me. This year. So tell me, what do you do? What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm doing lots of different things because aside from just getting those three certifications that I had last year, I'm working on two more. But I also got a, another certification in talent optimization. So I'm a predictive index partner. Um, Fantastic. Unbelievable. The the science and the data and the software that they have in their program is just amazing. So I'm working with some solo entrepreneurs, helping them in elevating their business projects, et cetera, just pricing strategies. I've done some training and onboarding in the travel space with a small company that, you know, needed to, they're looking to bring on some new independents. So I've been able to help them and structure a training program for them. You know, right now I'm really kind of defining what the services are, but I do want yeah, to Yeah, your niche. With, What's your yeah, niche? Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, it's so important. And then is most of your promotion of your services on LinkedIn? Is that where people can find you? Yes, LinkedIn. I've been working with a marketing person so that I know exactly where I need to position myself. So, you know, Google for business page, you know, how do I market myself? I have a newsletter that I do monthly. I get <laughs> nice. really great feedback from those small group, but you know what? It's good for me because I never saw myself as talented in that space to write in that way. And yeah. when I get that feedback that, wow, I love reading your newsletter. It's really special for me. That is so fantastic. So, you know, I mean, for me, I'm just impressed that that is a short window of time in which you decided you were going to do that. Oh, yeah. Like, really, that was from August until January when you started to do it. And then how long was it before you got your first client? Well, I've had some pro bonos, which was great to be able to. Fantastic. (laughs) So you could kind of, right, and get whatever your offering was. Yeah. So I had my first pro bono probably two or three weeks after I started. I'm bold about asking. One thing I've learned is they weren't a client before, so there's nothing to lose. Exactly. To gain, to go oh, and I ask love that. There's go and ask. That's right. They weren't a client before, so there's nothing to lose. So if you're listening, this is really key because... If you can actually treat everybody that way, then it emboldens you to go and ask for what it is. And then how did you learn about pricing and all of that stuff that comes with having your own business? How did you figure that out? You know, I am a big proponent of you have to have mentors, more than one, emotional, financial, whatever. But I also have, you know, some experience in the coaching my mother was an executive coach and she's no longer with there us, but she was a huge inspiration. And I was talking to a good friend of hers the other day. I kind of thought of them as like the Thelma and Louise, you know, they were yeah. best of friends. And she told me this thing. She says, you know, when you know your price, you know, an hourly rate or whatever it is, you're going to do package or hourly rate, go in front of the mirror and say, my fee is this and be comfortable. And when you feel in your body that it's comfortable, you know that that's the price. And be comfortable with the silence afterwards. Yes. Try and fill all that when they're like saying whatever, you know, just let them talk and 
you know, yeah, whatever. That's great. I love that. You know, I learned how to set pricing a long time ago. A couple of different people taught me how to do it. But one person said to me when I was early on as a consultant, you know, and there were not very many people in my space drawing. Yeah. So it really was advantageous to a company to have it. And so they would say, set your price and then double it and then double it again. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that is like crazy. But the first time I did that and sold the project right away, I was like, oh, well, all these years I've been underestimating what my value is. And I think to know your value is really essential. So you did the thing in front of the mirror, which I love because then you're getting constant feedback from yourself. Like That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? It's just yeah. you there, right? Yeah. Before, and it's scary. Yeah. Well, and not just that, but that's drama therapy, right? I was trained yeah. as a drama therapist. So the more that you say it out loud, the more it becomes you. And then mm-hmm. you are that. And then mm-hmm. that is your price, right? That's right. And so now you're working on really what the programs are that you're going to offer to people and how you're going to help them. So tell me what those certificates were that you got and what are your other ones you're working on? Because that sounds very exciting. I love that. Yeah. So one of the certificates was a certified professional coach, which really equates to a life coach. And yeah. although that's wonderful and there are so many amazing ones out there, for me, it felt like that was more there could be that gray area when somebody really is off the edge and needs a therapist. And so I wanted to stay away from that part. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, The two (laughs) others ask me all the time, are you a life coach? I say, absolutely not. I'm a business coach. I'm not a life coach. Exactly. Exactly. And so disaster recovery, which is something that I think was, I just needed that certification to say it. Yes. Working in the travel industry, we've been hit a lot with a lot of disaster and we had to learn how to triage and triage quickly. So I've been able to do that. Also, when my mother passed, I was very instrumental in handling all of that. And so you learn a lot about, you know, I had to get out of the emotion and put on the business hat of just going through everything. So I've been able to help friends in dealing with some of that hardship themselves. And, you know, I've had some other situations with clients that have had huge disasters and been able to help and be the brain for them when they're dealing with the emotion. Fantastic. Um, And then the business consulting is really the one that, you know, it's how do you be the best that you could be? You know, how do you get out of your own way? So that's that business coach. And now the predictive index is a talent optimization. And so that's having people in the best position for the best job and building teams. And that's really what I want to focus on. Yeah, that looks that you got very excited when you started to talk about that earlier. So I know that's going to be part of what you're delivering to people and people need that. They need it in a way that gives them hard facts versus just, you know, when you're trying to figure out where to place people or hire people, all of that, you need to kind of separate yourself from it and look at what is the fit, right? And how yeah. do you maintain that fit over time so that people right. actually grow into right. their best spot? I love absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I've learned is that with PI, it's not the be all end all, yeah. but there's three components in when you're looking for a candidate. You know, it's the head, which is what PI works with. The heart is the part that deals with the culture. And that's during the interview, that face to face. And then the briefcase, which is their resume and what's on that paper that talks about their skills. So it's those three pieces together, which is really amazing. I like to work with teams. Some of the things that I did before was that, you know, if there was 
teams that were just not cohesive. They really didn't connect well. I love bridging that gap and I love seeing what they yeah. could do together. So, and coaching in team spirit is definitely more and more apparent. Someone said to me in a hybrid thing I was moderating, we can't just wash, rinse and repeat. We can't That's do right. the same process That's right. we've been always doing. We've got to be innovative. And so- yep. That's what I want to focus on is let me help customers be innovative. Yeah, I think so too. And in the online space, you know, there's so many tools you can use now. You can use Mural, you can use Miro, you can get together in a conference at re on the Remo platform, which is just like being there in person. There's lots of different ways that you can optimize the space in breakouts, et cetera. But what I'm fascinated with and what is apparent is that you know, you believed in yourself enough yeah. to take the leap. And I think so for people that are out there who are listening, who are still worried about, am I courageous enough to go out on my own? What would you say to them if they need to pivot, but they're avoiding it? What would you tell them there's that would help two, them? Yeah, there's two things. Don't do it alone. If you don't have that kind of bravery, that's fine. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I ask yeah. for help all over the place. I reach out and say, hey, listen, you're not going to win if you don't ask, you know? Yes. You're not going to get any further if you don't ask. It's all not right. going to just come to you. So ask for help. That's one. What's your other thing? You said yeah. two, so I'm going back believe- in for the other. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you have to believe in yourself. And one of the exercises that I do, I started journaling. I never journaled before. I started journaling. Write your ideas down. They're not unrealistic. Write them down. Just keep at them, making sure you look at that every single day and see what is it that I am passionate about and go for it. You know, just. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know me, I tell people draw a picture of it, because if you draw a picture of your future, you put it somewhere you can see it every day. Take action on it. Forty two percent more chance of success. Right. Yes. So writing writing a list of the things that you want or writing about it, those words are seen in your brain as images. So they imprint on your hippocampus and then you got that, you know, you're retraining yourself for that new career that you're stepping into. Well, I love having you here. You're so inspiring. So for everybody that's listening, you want to connect with Michelle Delgado, Heart Metrics Consulting, connect with her on LinkedIn. And also I'll put in the show notes a little bio about her and also other places you can connect with her. Thank you so much for Thank spending so time much. with me this today. It was really awesome to meet you. I can't wait. Let's do it. Let's pivot. Yes. We can do it. Okay, yes. everybody until next time up your creative genius. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out, and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobervolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap.